Welcome back to the Call to Both podcast. I am so excited that you've joined me here for today's episode. This is going to be a talk all about one of my favorite ways to get visibility for your business, and that is borrowing other people's audiences. And I was thinking this morning about this podcast episode and what I wanted to share with you here today. And I love hosting this podcast. Like, I don't know if it's the millennial in me that actually listened to talk radio and would pretend that I had my own talk radio show when I was a kid or what, but this is probably one of my favorite activities that I get to do in my business every week. And oh, it's just so much fun. So thank you for being a listener of this show. Hello and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Okay, visibility. This is so important. I'm really passionate about the topic of visibility marketing and helping you become more visible because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're really good at what you do, if your service or your product is exceptional, if nobody knows you exist. And a lot of times when I'm helping clients in this area, that's exactly what's happening. I'm talking to very talented creatives who just need to get in front of the right people. So really, really important part of your marketing plan needs to be visibility. And one way to do this, to get visibility very, very quickly, is through borrowing other people's audiences. Not only is this fast, but it's also just smart marketing and it's very effective. So in this episode, you will be learning the four steps to effectively borrowing an audience so that you can get in front of new potential customers quickly. I talk a lot about building out your content strategy so that you can grow your own audience, but this tactic is another strategy that is often faster. So what exactly is borrowing someone's audience? So a couple of examples might be you pitching yourself to be a guest on someone else's podcast. Podcast guesting is a phenomenal way to get in front of an audience that is not yours. Another way could be live chats on Instagram. So going live with another creator, especially if you could be on their account. So if they start the live video and then you join them on their account, this is going to get pushed out to both of your followers, but especially those new followers on that other person's account. A third example of borrowing someone else's audience could be speaking in someone's Facebook group or community or membership. Kind of lump these all together because this is a private space that this other person, this other creative has curated and then you're coming in as a guest and speaking to that community. Borrowing an audience works so well because you get to be on someone else's platform in someone else's space. And while you're there, some of that trust that the host has created and built with their listeners or their viewers gets transferred to you and you get to be exposed to all these new people in the process. So it's really a win-win. 
And when it comes to marketing to an audience, it is often going to be much easier. Like if we think about this from just a marketing standpoint, it is going to be so much easier to meet that person exactly where they already are, where they're already used to absorbing content where they're already used to being in a Facebook group or interacting or scrolling rather than trying to siphon them off and bring them over to you you're just meeting them exactly where they already are now there are tons more ways to borrow an audience like guest blogging could be a great example of this but I want to keep this simple for the sake of time for this episode and really just focus on the three guest speaking examples that I've listed for you. Podcast guesting, doing a live with a fellow creative on Instagram, or speaking inside of someone's Facebook group community or membership. Now, I'm sure that guest podcasting and doing this kind of thing is not a new concept for you, but doing this with a very clear strategy is the key to success when we're talking about borrowing an audience effectively. So if you're curious about how to go about doing this with strategy behind it and not waste your time, I have four simple steps for you to follow. Okay, let's dive right in. The first step that you have to take before you dive into actually borrowing someone else's audience is just a little bit of foundational homework. So the first thing is decide who you want to get in front of and why. And I know this might sound a little simplistic, but stick with me here. I think oftentimes one of the pitfalls that I see that I, I mean, I've totally done this in my own business is I started running towards getting visibility before I've actually really gotten clear on like, who do I even really want to reach? And I probably thought anyone, anyone who will listen to me, anyone who will hear my message. And you might be thinking that. And if you're thinking, you know, just, I just need to get in front of people. People don't know that I exist. You just pause for one second here. And you just have to get clear on just a couple of things, your ideal audience and the offer that you're going to present them with. Those are the two things that you really, really need to know, because that's going to really help you to know where should you even be getting visible. And just getting in front of a big audience isn't the trick. And I've fallen for this, and I know it sounds appealing at first, just I just need to get in front of a bunch of people. I just got to get on the biggest podcast, right? But The thing is, if you get in front of a really big audience that doesn't really have the problem that you're solving, it just doesn't even matter, right? Like vanity metrics are appealing at first, but I really want you to be able to see past those in the rest of the steps that I'm going to give you so that you can be super crystal clear on who you're trying to reach. So that's the step number one, decide who you want to reach, and what you're going to be offering them. So that's really the why behind what you're doing here. Okay, step number two, let's find out where your audience is already hanging out. Maybe you are thinking about podcasts specifically. That would mean that you need to figure out what podcasts does your listener, that ideal person, that ideal buyer, where are they already listening? Like what shows are they already listening to? And this is like, market research 101 you are going to need to ask around you have to figure out what groups are they in what influencers do they follow a lot of times you might go back to an ideal client that you've had in the past and say okay if i could just clone this person a hundred times i would be so happy so let's study them and think about them and 
try to figure out who do they follow online? Like what shows are they listening to as far as podcasts? Maybe what Facebook groups are they in? This would be great indications of like where your people might already be hanging out. And I have this amazing tool I want to share with you. One of my favorite ways to find out what podcasts people are listening to is to use this website called Raphonic. So you can actually see this 3D graph, essentially, of podcasts similar to shows that you type in. So it could be your show. It could be that you're a listener of this show and you want to know, like, what other shows are moms listening to or business owners or creatives and it will show you a connected graph it's really incredible you definitely want to check it out it is raphonic.com slash graph slash whatever name of the show you want to look up and i'll put this in the show notes and on my blog because i know that the url is a little bit long but it's an amazing tool for just showing you what content people are already consuming and you'll in at the same time probably be discovering all sorts of shows and platforms that you could be pitching to that you may not have even known that they exist because there are so many podcasts out there and there's only so many hours in a day for you to be listening to podcasts. So this is a great resource um, and that is at raphonic.com slash graph and then you can type in whatever name of the show you're curious about or think that your listeners may already be listening to. It'll show you all the connected shows around it. It's pretty cool. Okay, step number three, choose your speaking topics. This is the thing that you're going to be talking about, sharing about, or teaching on. And the reason that this is so important is you will start to become known for the things that you speak on. So it might be tempting to throw out some ideas at podcast hosts just willy-nilly, but take a minute here to ask yourself what topics will naturally lead to your offers or even how you want to be seen as an expert in your field. So this kind of reminds me of the series that we did here on the Call to Both podcast about brand authority building. So I wanted to share that with you. If you're thinking you don't know like what your message is and how you want to be perceived in your niche and you're thinking, this is something that you could be working on, you know, developing a little bit further. Definitely go back and listen to episode 37 so that you can continue to develop your brand authority through your messaging. So I'll have that linked up in the show notes. It's episode 37 here on the Call to Both podcast. Before I understood this, truthfully, a lot of my topics were actually determined by the host of the podcast that I was a guest on. Because a lot of times they would say to me like, oh, Joy, we really want you to talk about YouTube or how you grew your Facebook group or becoming a booked out photographer. And sometimes that would lead to an offer, right? Like that's exactly what we want. I want those topics to lead seamlessly to either a freebie so I can grow my email list or an offer. But like truthfully, guys, sometimes it didn't. And I wish I had been a little bit more selective about the topics that I spoke on, especially those first couple of years. But I didn't know any better at the time. I didn't understand that the things that you speak on, you start to become known for, and that you absolutely need them to be connected to your brand message and your offers and all of that. So thankfully, in my case, a lot of what people wanted me to speak on actually did coincide with some of the offers in my business. Like when I would talk about becoming a booked out photographer or moving into shooting luxury weddings, things like 
my products like Hobby to Pro Toolkit would be super relevant because anybody listening would say, yeah, like I need all the backend stuff, the emails, the workflows, the contracts, like I need all of that. And that's inside of Hobby to Pro Toolkit. So sometimes it totally connected to what I was selling and what I still sell in my business. But honestly, sometimes it didn't. Like I don't have something right now in my business for somebody wanting to grow a Facebook group, for example. I do have business coaching, but if you're looking for a course all about growing a Facebook group, I am not the person to come to for that. So there were times where it was like a little hit or miss. So I don't want you to throw spaghetti at the wall, so to speak. I don't want you to be speaking on things that kind of have nothing to do with what you want to be known for or the business that you have, the services or the products that you offer. So I want you to have a strategy and that's why I'm talking about the intentionality of your speaking topics. Okay, step number four, you're going to pitch yourself with a very specific ask. So it's time to pitch. And I like to say, if you're not pitching yourself enough that you're hearing no, like pretty often, then you're probably not pitching yourself enough in your business. I really want you all to be pitching yourself a lot. Like put yourself out there, ask, because if you're not asking, you're probably not getting the opportunities and the visibility that your business needs. And I think a big part of why we're not pitching ourselves, like without going deep down this rabbit hole, I will say a lot of the times it is a mindset block. It's the things that we're believing about our business or about ourselves that are keeping us from pitching what we really want to another business or another creative. Maybe we're believing that we're just not ready or that someone's already talking about the thing we want to talk about or something big has to happen in our business, right? Like I have to reach this number or this time of being a business owner or something before I'm ready. And I know that this is true because pitching for me often requires being in this like bold and confident headspace. So sometimes I just have to pump myself up and review all the cool stuff that I've done and accomplished in my life and in my business. I highly recommend trying this out. Sit down, get out a sheet of paper and list 10 things that you've done in your life or in your business that you're proud of from the past few years. And this is incredible. Like when you do this, you're going to be like, yes, I have done so much cool stuff, things I did not think I could overcome, things that I figured out or I taught myself or I got this award or I did this thing, signed this client. It is powerful. When you're done with that and you're feeling kind of good about yourself, I want you to pitch. You go ahead and just do this exercise and then pitch someone. If you are not sure what to say and you're like, I need line by line help. I need you to tell me if I'm trying to get on someone's show or I'm trying to ask someone to do a live or something like that, tell me what to say. I've got you covered. That is exactly what my newest template pack, Pitch Power, is. It is literally 11 proven templates for pitching confidently so that you can ask for what you want in a way that is a win-win and doesn't feel icky at all. So you also get my masterclass on the art of pitching. You will learn five essential elements to an effective pitch, whether it is for a collaboration or a giveaway. We talked about being a podcast guest, but it also covers lots of other things like brand partnerships and things like that. Pitch Power is for creatives specifically, so like coaches and personal brands and creatives who want to gain visibility and influence in their industry. So I'll have that linked up in the show notes. You can grab Pitch Power on my blog or just simply go to my website at joymichelle.co. Okay, your homework for today. 
is to identify where your audience already is, who already has them and has their attention and has their trust, because that is who you're going to borrow the audience from. That's where you're going to send out your strategic pitch, because once you know that, you can get pitching. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Call to Both podcast, where we are going after both the business and the life that we want. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast player, wherever it is that you're listening to right now, and I will be back with you next week for a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.